welcome to Healthy Not Hungry, the bite-sized podcast all about redefining what healthy actually means. I'm your host, nutritionist and personal trainer, Rachel Doss. Here's what's on today's podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Healthy Not Hungry. I'm your host, Rach. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that wherever you are and whatever time it might be, your day is fantastic. And if not, hang in there because it's going to get better. So today, I thought that we would discuss talking about making habits rather than goals. So right now, as I record this, it's the beginning of Feb. And when you listen to this, it will be the end of Feb. But I can't believe that already the first month of 2024 has come and passed us by. It's gone so super duper fast. I'm sure I'm not the only one when I say this, that the years and months and days just seem to go quicker and you blink and before you know it, it's been another month. So it does catch up on us very, very fast. And because of that, now's about the time where some of you may be looking at your New Year's goals and resolutions that you made and either being really proud of yourself because you stuck to it, congratulations, or maybe you completely flopped or you tried and you did well for a bit and now it's just like non-existent or maybe it was something that you didn't even start with. So it's one of those things, firstly, if you have flopped, if you didn't start, if for whatever reason it hasn't gone to plan, that is okay. Give yourself permission to be okay with that and not beat yourself up about it. Causing ourselves guilt about not achieving something or failing at it, it serves no one. All it does is make us feel down on ourselves. It doesn't increase your productivity. It doesn't increase your results and actually getting there any faster. Literally all you're doing is putting negative thoughts into your head, which biochemically speaking is going to increase your cortisone, so your stress levels, sorry, cortisol, not cortisone, Friday tongue for you, Um, cortisol stress levels, so your stress hormones, which then is going to whack the other ones out of balance. And once again, you're getting less of the feel-good hormones. So we don't need more of the stress and yuck. If anything, we need less of it and we need more of the feel-good hormones here. So beating yourself up achieves absolutely nothing. So you might as well stop. If you are someone who really struggles with beating yourself up, I want you to put it in what I like to call the best friend analogy. So if this was your best friend, someone that you love dearly, or maybe it's your child or your sister or your brother or your mother or anyone who you care about, who you would lift up in this situation, if they said, oh, I've sucked at this, I've failed, I completely haven't done it, would you be like, yeah, you're right, you did a pretty poor effort, like you suck? Or would you be like, hey, don't be hard on yourself, life's been rough, you've been doing so well achieving A, B, C and D and you're a great person and you're doing the best that you can, go easy on yourself. How you would talk to that person that you really care about is how you should talk to yourself. So how you would treat your best friend is how you need to learn to treat your inner person rather than you being your biggest bully. If there was someone who's your best friend and they said, oh, I'm feeling so bad, I failed this and once again you're like, yeah, you suck, you might as well give up, keep going, you know, you suck don't want to, I can't even think of it. I don't, this is how like unprogrammed negative talk I am. I'm struggling to come up with like nasty things that you would say. You wouldn't be a bully to someone and say that to them. So why would you say that to yourself? Your relationship with yourself is the most important relationship you will ever have. So you need to learn to be your best friend and biggest cheerleader rather than your own personal bully who's bringing yourself down. Anyway, I went on a little bit of a tangent there because I wasn't really aiming to talk about that today, but it's important for what we're talking about. So back on track, 
we are talking about creating good habits and focusing on the habits rather than necessarily the goals, the results, the outcomes. So the thing that has sparked this in me is I have been listening to the audiobook Atomic Habits. I'm sure a lot of you have read it or at least heard of it. I think majority of us have heard that this book exists. So Atomic Habits is by James Clear. And to be honest, I'm a little bit late to the party on it. I tend to read and consume a lot of this sort of thing. And I just, for whatever reason, had never read this one before. And I decided that now was as great a time as any to give it a crack. And I'm about a quarter of the way through it so far. So I'm really not that far into it. Like according to to Audible, I have listened to, oh, it doesn't tell me. I've got three hours and 28 minutes left. So I've probably listened to like an hour and a half of it, maybe two hours. But yeah, I've still got a fair crack to go. But basically the concept in this is, James's concept is that rather than focusing on creating goals and results, you focus on creating daily habits, which will ultimately lead you to those results and goals. So for example, if my goal was to lose weight and be healthier, rather than me focusing on the goal of losing weight and being healthier, my focus should be on creating a healthier habit. So things like saying, okay, my goal today is to eat healthier or my goal today is to drink more water or my goal today is to hit 10,000 steps and make sure I'm moving more or I'm getting better sleep. But the point is you're creating habits to be healthier and then the automatic outcome of that is that yes you would be healthier and you would lose that weight but that's not the focus point the end result is not what you're focusing on it's a nice bonus but you're focusing on the things that you're doing every day so in it he says be one percent better every single day so one percent is not a lot and I think if we think about it this way it's definitely achievable for us to be one percent better every day But anyway, like I said, I'm not even finished the book yet and already I feel super motivated just by hearing it. And I think it's a concept that I've always tried to instill in clients anyway, as you know, a nutritionist and a PT is that it's not necessarily about hitting goals, but it's about creating lifelong habits so that you, what I like to call sustainable health, so that you can sustain it through your lifetime instead of going on like you know, off and on track all the time. So whether you're doing like crazy yo-yo diets or you're doing these crazy training regimes that you just can't stick to because they're not obtainable for you to do every single day. So you go on these crazy things, get crazy results. And the minute you jump off, you go backwards and you're back to the beginning again. And it's this relentless cycle. And you hear about it with the yo-yoing all the time where people will lose 10 kilograms because they've worked their butts off or dieted really hard. And then the minute they stop and enjoy life again, they pop it back on. And then they try a different thing and do it again. And it's this cycle of their whole life where all they're doing is going up, down, up, down, up, down. Whereas what we're trying to, well, what I try and enforce with clients or instill, enforce sounds really harsh, sorry, um, is, you know, looking at how can we create sustainable health so you're not having to keep coming back to this point where you did really well and then you went off the bad bandwagon and then you feel really bad about yourself because you're back to square one and you've got to start again. The saying that I really love with how I see clients is, you know, give a man a fish he's fed for a day, teach him to fish he's fed for a lifetime. So that's always been my goal with clients is to essentially teach him to fish. So teach them the habits of 
eating well and what their body needs fuel wise to keep them healthy and keep them functioning and you know keep them living their best life but still being able to have that flexibility to go out to dinner or go celebrate that birthday or let loose at this holiday and still be able to stay on track or same thing with exercise you know teach them how to implement training or exercise into their daily regime and how they can do it themselves and how they can keep doing it because then what we're able to do is create sustainable habits that last long term and they're not going to do fantastic and you know be the fittest in their life and then 10 months later come back and be back to worse before they'd even met me and have to start again to me that is a waste of my time and energy it's a waste of your time and energy and ethically as a business it just doesn't feel right it feels like you're benefiting off someone's failure which I personally don't like I'd rather benefit off someone's success and health so yeah I guess it's like I said this isn't necessarily a new concept to me personally but I do think it's invaluable and this book obviously it's hugely wildly popular around the world and has been for years and there's a reason for it because it explains this concept of building habits and stacking habits really really well and if you're someone who is at the starting point of your fitness journey and it's overwhelming and you don't know where to begin or how to start this is a really great book to begin with because it will really help you to understand how you can focus on habits and little things that you can add each day and give you that small empowerment to make little changes and realizing that little habits actually really matter. Sometimes I think we think that doing a small habit or something little is insignificant in the grand scheme of things. And sure, once off it's insignificant, but when you do it every single day repetitively, it's amazing. It's life-changing and it can create a huge difference. So That is my recommendation. If you are someone who is starting completely fresh in your health and wellness journey or mindset journey or whatever journey it may be that you're on right now, I would recommend giving Atomic Habits a go. If you're someone who has been on a journey for a while, you feel like you're lacking a bit of motivation or something's not working or maybe you're tracking along really well even. Maybe you're like me, you've had a career for a long time in one of these industries and you're pretty good with it but you could use a little bit of revamping, give it a listen. Like I really feel that this is a book that no matter what journey you are and whereabouts you are in your journey, you could definitely benefit from it. Um, You know, I'm not sponsored to do this or anything. I just, I like to share something good. And I was listening to another podcast this morning and it was a podcasting one. So basically they were talking about how when you're trying to put out information for people, Like, are you putting it out for yourself or are you putting it out for your target audience? And even though you yourself might be your target audience, chances are there may be a few steps behind you and not where you're at. So I guess that's what I'm trying to do here is, you know, I know where I'm at in my health and wellness and motivation journey. And I, with this podcast, aim to attract people who want to do the same. But I understand that there's people who might be at the same journey, part in their journey as me and same level. And then there's people who are just beginning or somewhere midway. And so I guess that's why I want to share this because something like this can help anyone no matter where your journey is. But yeah, the point is focusing on small habits every single day rather than achieving a big goal. And I think too, sometimes, you know, we set, when we set a big goal, we set 20 new habits a day. And my gosh, that's exhausting just thinking about like trying to tick off 20 new things that you're not used to doing. I think we need to keep it simple, like the whole saying less is more. 
could not be more true right now. We need to start with just a couple and build it as we're ready to build it. So let's break this down into a health and well-being goal. So let's start with we want to feel like we have more energy and we realize that our eating needs some serious tidying up. Where you would begin with this is I would say pick three habits to change and begin with or if that's too much for you, start with one. One habit changed is fantastic. It's one better habit than you had the day before and over time that will collectively add a lot of difference. So I guess for myself, if I was to talk to a client who, like I said, they wanted more energy and they needed to tidy up their eating habits, my number one thing that I would start with is are you drinking enough water? Our body is made up of around 70% water, but I feel like I'm telling you the wrong number here. So I'm literally going to give you the right number while we're on here. Um, just because, you know, my Friday brain's kicking in and I don't want to give you the wrong number. So in adult men, sorry, it's a bit less. In adult men, about 60% of their bodies are water. However, in adult women, fat makes up more of our bodies. So we have about 55% of our bodies made of water which, you know, makes sense. So my point is water is integral for our body to function and thrive no matter what we're doing. So that's why it's such a great starting point if you're trying to improve your health. And it's definitely where I would recommend beginning with because, you know, it's free, it's accessible, it's easy and simple. And it's something that is going to make a huge benefit because all our organs are composed of water and especially if we're talking about energy here, like, you know, our brain is composed of so much water and it needs water to help us function. So our brain is 75% water. So it needs that hydration in order to function in its prime. And if our brain is functioning, we're going to have better energy and concentration and focus. So there, there is one. If you are someone who's listening right now and you're at the beginning and you're like, I want to feel healthier. Food-wise, where do I begin? Or, you know, habit-wise, I would say be drinking more water. So on average, an adult needs to have minimally two litres of water a day. If you're exercising and exerting your body or maybe you're in a really hot climate, hello Australia at the moment, we've got like 90% humidity today. Or, you know, there's added like you're using more energy, you're sweating. You probably need to increase that. So I would just say to clients, maybe have three liters of water a day if you're active or in a hot environment. But if you're hitting two, that's fantastic. If you're someone who didn't drink any water and you're hitting one, that's also fantastic too. So, you know, while two is definitely the benchmark, if you're starting from nothing, start with a liter a day. That's a great goal to begin with. And then after you've managed to hit that for a week or two, maybe then jump it to two liters and see how you go with that. But that would be my number one habit that would be worth starting for your health. Another thing is you might, you know, you might say, okay, so I've nailed this water thing. I've been doing it for a month and I'm now actively remembering to drink. I get thirsty. I always have water on me. Now I'm going for number two. Number two might be increase your fruit and veg intake. Um, I do, I have to admit, psychology wise, when it comes to clients and tidying up eating habits, I like to focus on additions rather than subtractions. So I find that mentally it is a lot easier for us to wrap our heads around adding nutrients and adding beneficial things rather than cutting out and restricting. I think sometimes even just the word 
restricting or cutting out or eliminating can trigger all sorts of thoughts in our head and it can change our behaviors as well and make us sometimes go backwards and do the opposite to what we had hoped to do. So I like to focus on addition. So that's something too that it might be worth thinking about if you are someone who's setting some new healthier habits is rather than taking things away, look at what you can add. Now, you might think, okay, Rach, you're saying add fruit and veg, fantastic. However, I'm still eating Maccas every night for dinner. So my theory here, my friend, is that if you are adding the good, nutritious, beneficial meals, it is going to stop you craving and wanting the really bad things that maybe you're having way too much of. Like theoretically, if you think about it, if you're fueling your body with good things, it's going to make you feel good. When you feel good and you feel satisfied and you feel nourished, you actually crave less of the bad. So therefore, naturally, if you're filling your body with good food, you will naturally start to eliminate the bad food yourself because you will not crave or want or desire as much of it as you once did. Or maybe you will keep having it out of convenience, but you might realize that the Big Mac that you're always getting now all of a sudden makes you feel yucky and sluggish because you know how good it feels to eat good food because you had it for lunch. Or maybe, you know, maybe you're just at a point in your life right now where Macca's is it because you're tired, you're busy, you're time poor, it's convenient, it's there. But maybe you might swap from a Big Mac to a chicken salad wrap. You might, you know, start making those substitutions. And yes, you're still having Macca's at night, but hey, you've created a much better choice than what you had previously. So that's why I'm saying... I would rather people, and at least in my experience for what's been more successful with clients, is focusing on adding the good rather than focusing on taking out the bad. Because I do think naturally over time, your body and your choices will do that anyway. It's the same as like when you get people who have less protein in their diet than they need. I always find with clients... They're like, I'm exhausted, I'm tired, my sugar cravings are through the roof and I could eat like a whole block of chocolate a night. We increase their protein, it fixes the problem. Usually then they're like, oh, all of a sudden I'm not crashing, I'm not craving all that sugar that I once was. So that's why I think focusing on the habit of addition of good nutrients and food is the way to go rather than focusing on the habit of taking out bad food. Another concept in this book that I just want to quickly touch on, it was putting like a personality and behavior behind your habits. So basically like in it, he, the example he used was, I want to be a healthy person. So I'm putting myself in the mindset of what would a healthy person choose? So such as say you were going out to dinner and once again, you're trying to eat healthier, more nourishing options. So you're looking at the dinner menu and you're like, okay, there's this beautiful salmon with salad or there's this really enticing looking cheeseburger. What am I going to pick? He said you can put yourself in the persona of what would a healthy person choose? And, you know, I've just said that. I'm sure straight away you're like, okay, they would have chosen the salmon. Or, you know, maybe you're not a fish person, totally fine. There might have been another option, but you, my point is if you start putting yourself in the persona of where it is that the habits that you want to make and where you want to achieve, it's sometimes easier to make that decision of what you would choose. So if you're wanting to be a healthier person and you say, 
what would a healthy person choose in this situation? Well, you've got your answer. And 90% of the time, that's enough logic to kind of make you go forth. If, however, you want to let your hair down and maybe while you want to be a healthy person for that day, you've decided you're cool with being a balanced person and not being a healthy person, that is fine too. I think where it gets obsessive and almost a little bit unhealthy is when we get so strict and restrictive that we don't give ourselves that other option. So there will be days where you're looking at this and you're like, yeah, I know a healthy person would go for this. But today, I would really, really enjoy and like this. We should go for that. I think it's really important we don't restrict ourselves. Something else I really try and instill in clients is have one or two cheat meals a week. So don't stress it, don't sweat it, don't worry about recovering from it. Have what you want, but a meal, not a whole day, just to be clear, because sometimes it can have a whole day and then it turns into a whole weekend, then a whole week, and you get the point. But if you allow yourself, so say you're that person who says, I'm going to be a healthy person, what would a healthy person choose? And you've been making these fantastic choices. And then you're like, okay, tonight this healthy person is going and having a fun night out. I'm going to go with the drinks and the cocktails, or I'm going to go with that hamburger. Great. Go with it. Don't think twice about it. Enjoy it. Really, really enjoy that moment with the people you're spending time with. Be present. Don't be stressed about it. Enjoy the taste of that meal because I guarantee you probably deserve it if you've been making healthy person choices. Enjoy it. Enjoy your night. Don't think twice about it. Don't feel guilty. Don't calorie count. Don't try and do things to counterbalance this. Just accept you're doing it. Enjoy it. Have a great night. Move on. Next day, wake up, be 1% better and start again. So yeah, beating ourselves up, trying to counteract, counterbalance is not the way to go. It's okay for us to have slip-ups if, you know, you just genuinely slipped up because you felt like you had no choice. But it's also okay to have intentional treats and intentional breaks and intentional doing things differently. And then the next day, jumping back on and saying, right, we're back to 1% better. We're back to healthy person choices. That is so fine. And it's actually a really healthy way because once again, when we're talking about sustainable health, it means that you're able to stay, stay, stay sustainable, sorry, again, tongue-tied, with your choices because you know that you will jump back on. I think it's when we restrict ourselves and say, no, 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 I can't have this or feel guilty. We then explode and blow up and eat all this stuff that we maybe weren't going to. And then the next day we feel so guilty and bad about it that emotionally to regulate ourselves, we just keep doing it. We're like, I feel so horrible, I ate all this stuff. And then guess what? You wake up and you're like, oh, there's still chocolate in the fridge. I'm going to drown my sorrows. And then you keep going and we get ourselves stuck in this rut. Whereas when we encourage ourselves as a normality of once or twice a week, I let my hair down, I have something I want to do, I enjoy it, I'm happy, I'm satisfied. And then the next day, I'm happy to get back on it. That is sustainable health, my friends. Being able to live your best life, have fun, whether that's going out and having that cocktail at your friend's birthday or whether that's sharing an ice cream with your kid. Like that's my favorite thing to do personally, sitting down and going for ice cream dates with my daughter, the absolute best, love it. Or whether it's going on holidays and not going to the gym for a couple of days because you're actually there to relax and rest and recover and spend that quality present time with the people you care about. But when we are okay with that and we're okay to let ourselves freely do that because we know we deserve it and we're worthy of it, we're then able to, once it's done, get back to business and jump back on board and be 1% better. 
And that's a really healthy way to do things. And it means you're going to enjoy it more. You're not going to beat yourself up in the moment. And you're just going to live your best life while still being healthy and, you know, giving your body what it needs so that you can thrive to live your best life. Because I really think living our best life comes from things that we do and experience and people we spend time with particularly. For me, relationships is a huge part of living your best life. But how can we facilitate that if our body is not healthy and able for us to do so? So it's a fine balance of making sure that our body is healthy and able to facilitate, but also that we are prioritizing the other things too. But that's really all I've got on that. So like I said, give it a go. Have a read of Atomic Habits by James Clear. I think you can get it on Amazon. I'm listening to it on Audible. Um, You can buy it from bookstores. It's a very widely known book, so definitely get on it. Your local library might have it too. Um, But do something like that to encourage yourself and really think of the perspective that it's not always about the results and the end game and hitting that goal, but it's about the habits that you make every single day that will actually get you there, but choosing to focus on what you're doing every day rather than that big thing at the end. I think that's really where it comes down to and for us to remember that. Before I wanna go, or before I go, I should say, I wanted to point out that we're going to be starting a really exciting new segment on Healthy Not Hungry called Ask the Nutritionist or Nutritionist Hotline. I haven't decided which one yet, but I'm doing a call out. If you would like any nutrition questions answered, I'm happy to answer them on it. It can be anonymous. Feel free to send us a message. So if you jump on Facebook, we're on the Healthy Not Hungry Facebook group and our Instagram handle, we were Healthy Inspiration. We have now just changed over officially to Healthy Not Hungry. So jump on, send us a message, send us your questions. We would love to answer them for you and have you on and help everyone else out because I think this is the thing, right? Some of the questions you may have chances are a lot of other people listening have the exact same questions. So if you're brave enough to put it out there, like I said, it's completely anonymous. It may not just help you and give you that nutritionist knowledge for free, I might answer, but it helps a lot of other people around you too who also are in the exact same boat. So please send us anything you have. And also if you do have time, you know, obviously to keep this running, we need as much love as we can get. So if you'd like to leave a review and subscribe at Healthy Not Hungry on whatever podcast site you listen to. We would appreciate it so much. But on that note, thank you for tuning in. Have a beautiful day. And remember, you are worthy of living your dream life because you're fantastic. Well, that's all we have time for today. But thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Healthy Not Hungry. We appreciate you so much. If you did love listening to this episode and you'd like to listen to more of it, Just look up Healthy Not Hungry on your local podcast streaming site. And if you could leave us a review and a like and subscribe, we would appreciate that so much. To keep up to date with everything else and to get a little bit more healthy motivation in your day, follow us on Instagram at Healthy Not Hungry Podcast or we have a Facebook group called Healthy Not Hungry as well. And we also have an email, healthynothungrypodcast at gmail.com if you'd like to get in touch. Have a great day. 